Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Drama Surgery Podcast. In this episode, I thought I would cover the story of Ming Lang because frankly, it's one of the best dramas I have ever watched. And that just stems for the fact that it's also one of the best books I've ever read. But anyway, yeah, the story of Ming Lang, according to my drama list, is a story that follows Shen Ming Lang, an unfavored concubine-born sixth daughter of an official. After losing her mother at a young age, Minglan is raised by a paternal grandmother. I'm going to stop here, even though the synopsis continues, because I think that kind of gives you a core idea of what you need to know before you go in watching this drama. And so, yeah, this drama is starring Zhao Li Ying, who plays Cheng Minglan. And I know her from The Boss and Me, which was one of the first few Chinese drama I ever watched. Um, she was one of the first actresses I think I began to recognize when I actually got into Chinese dramas. So seeing her here was a pleasant surprise. And I mean, I've always liked her. So she, she did not disappoint in her portrayal of Min Lang. Because, I mean, she was, she was just very, very good. She was kind of a perfect cast for this. Then Fang Xiaofeng plays Gu Tingye, who is her male lead, right? He's the one that ends up becoming her husband, right? And I know him from Ice Fantasy and Prince of Ling Lang. And I have to say, like, honestly, I <laughs> I wasn't so sure about his casting, that's right when I first saw him. Um, and this is just something maybe that goes back to the fact that I've read the books. Um, I guess I just had a different person in mind or a different kind of casting in mind. He was great in this because he can't really be bad playing good thing here. He's a very like he's a character that develops so well. So yeah, I and I'm pretty sure they were married when they shot this. So like the chemistry is a lot more natural in that sense because I assume they were married and so you know they get along a lot well, like better than um most people would have. Then we also have Zhu Yi Long, who plays Shi Hang. Shi Hang is, I guess, the Duke's son in this. And I mean, Shi Hang is a personal like favorite of mine because <laughs> he really gave me second lead syndrome. But he also gave me that in the book. And then seeing his face <laughs> and basically Zhu Yi Long playing his character here, I mean, I was like sold. Like, I, I, I was rooting for him that I knew there was nothing to root for because he would not get the girl. But yeah, so Ju Yi Long I recognize from Guardian. Um, I think that's the only thing that I know him from. But yeah, it was nice to see him in this as well. And then we have Kalina Jang, who plays Sheng Lan. And I recognize her from Tribes and Empire Storm of Prophecy because it was one of those dramas that a lot of people don't know these days. Um, but it was one of those dramas I really like because I just kind of like that fantasy, high fantasy like drama and um, tribes and empire kind of fulfilled that it wasn't that great um the drama but yeah I, I do recognize that from that and then kirashi plays sheng mulan and it's odd to me because i don't know anything she's been in like i haven't been able to place her like where i've seen her before and that's odd because i do recognize her but i don't know where from Right, it's one of those things. I think she's played a support role multiple times and that might be why um I kind of can place her face. But actually I don't know where I've seen her before, but I do know her, which is weird. Um but yeah, she's in this as well. And that kind of wraps up like the main cast of like main roles 
Um, I mean, you have other characters, um, but I'm not going to mention them, of course. Um, and so, yeah, that's the casting for this drama. And I think, you know, I haven't watched the drama at this point. It's a really good casting. Everybody's well cast. Well, I don't think Kuzinia is well cast, but that that might just be me from like a shallow perspective in that i i just wanted him to be like more of a strapping young man which like feng Feng is not um doesn't give me that vibe if if that makes sense it doesn't give me the heroic vibe but that's okay right um still this was a very very good drama so yeah like we mentioned the story of min lang if you could not tell by the title is the story of min lang it follows her life right and how she she grows up you know and finds our own place in society and the reason i decided to you know watch this drama in the first place was because i've read the book and the book is one of the best like it's one of the best books like chinese novels i have ever read it's actually one of the few i would say historical chinese dramas there are that are like just extremely good extremely well written there, there are a few but the story of Min Lang is, is one of those ones that like it's, it's on that list. If you had a list of really, really good, well-written historical dramas or historical books, sorry, um, the story of Min Lang would be on there, right? It's so well-written that I was actually like, I hope they can do this well, right? I hope they can retell really the story kind of well. Um, and I think one of the reasons why the story like the book is so good is because the female lead is so well written right she's a character that's born into a certain circumstance and she's doing the best she can given that circumstance right but at the same time she isn't the only one that is well written everybody around us is well written and i'll talk about this later but i mean our journey like we see her grow and our journey as she grows you know in life is just so interesting and it's a very kind of slice of life book right and so yeah the the drama is great but if you really want to like read something that i, I guess gives you more information about just how amazing you know this story is like this drama is you need to read the book because that's where it comes from and you get more in depth more like knowledge and you, it's just more enjoyable to read the book and i'm not as long to say the drama is bad in any way the drama actually does it well it does the portrait of everybody really really well and so yeah but still if you want to check out the book i think you should because it's very very excellent well written the thing about um this historical drama is that it's in line with those historical dramas that you know is a sense of like the women and men you know how they are gender roles come into play in, in you know in their daily life so it's very similar to like the sword and the brocade and i want to say love like the galaxy but i'm going to <laughs> say that like with caution because love like the galaxy the female isn't unruly but she is very bold right and there's a sense that in love like the galaxy um she has all the support because of who her parents are and you know being the only girl and stuff like that but is her mom being the main wife things like that so there is a sense of like in love like the galaxy it's a it's a different dynamic they are playing with but you still get the sense even in love like the galaxy that she's female in a man's world right um and so like the brocade as well is i think the one that really shows that world of 
how do women survive when all you know their purpose is to first be under their dad or under their father and then go to be under their husband right and so i just i like watching things like that um especially when i know it's going to have a happy ending if it doesn't have a happy ending it's i hate it but um it does have a happy ending um a good example that um if people also want to check out like another good drama is the story of yanshi um palace that's also a very very good one um, but again, you see that sense of like the gender roles in historical like Chinese setting. Um, and so, yeah, do check those out if, if this is something that you really like. Then to move on, I just want to talk about the things that I liked about this drama. Because actually, there isn't that many things I disliked. So I'm just going to focus on things I did like, like specifically liked above other things and made this drama, you know, high like on my list and i mean this drama is pretty high on most people's list on my drama list it's an 8.9 that's pretty high right that's really super super high and you know it deserves it because if it wasn't i would actually start to question <laughs> you know i was to question people's like you know ratings on my drama list but no this drama actually has a good rate and it should i feel like it should be higher but you know, I understand maybe for various reasons why it might not be. So this this drama does have a high rating on my drama list. So people do buy into how amazing this, this drama is. So the very first thing I want to talk about is the story of this drama. This story is what you would consider a slice of life in that it's following the day-to-day life of um, Min Lang. And we're just supposed to follow along and basically experience life the way she's experiencing it right and the good thing about this drama is that at some point you start to feel like Minlang is like your baby right you relate to her so much that you also like hate who she hates you and you love who she loves kind of thing right the story is also kind of contrived in the sense that yes Minlang is the daughter of a concubine right problem is though yeah, I mean, have been the daughter of a concubine is a terrible thing, guys. Like, it's not as good as being the daughter of the main wife, right? Because you're kind of illegitimate, right? You're not married to, like, your mother is would not have been married to, you know, your father in that sense. And you are a lower class of, of a person, you know, your status is just less, right? Um, And so, Min Lang is the daughter of a concubine, right? What makes it even worse is that she's not just the daughter of a concubine. She's the daughter of a dead concubine. Now, that's, like, horrific to think about. Because what that means is that she has no backing. She has no support, right? And that's kind of what has made Minlang very careful of how she relates to other people in her family because she has she does not have that backing, right, that everybody else seems to have, right? Sheng Rulan is the daughter of the main wife and even though yeah the main wife is not as favored she is still the main wife right she comes from a well respectable family so even if you know the father is not favoring his main wife he still has to give her face kind of he has to you know you know keep the status quo and you know treat her well in that sense right um and also that means that because her mom probably came with a lot of dowry and things like that, they can't really treat them badly. So the, Rulan has backing in that way. And then Sheng Mulan is, is more similar to Ming Lang in that her mom is a concubine. But again, her mom is alive and favored by their father. 
which gives her kind of all the support she needs in that household. She actually said the daughter have a concubine and that's something Mulan, you know, deals with in a not a bad way, but she she's also well aware of the fact that she's the daughter of a concubine, right? You know, but still that she's able to live a better life than Min Lang. And so it's not until Min Lang is adopted kind of by a paternal grandmother that she's able to kind of live a better life because at that point she has kind of a backing that puts her on par not on par but enough with the other sisters right and so yeah because min lang is a daughter of a dead concubine you know that has actually never been favored right you can sense the unfairness that goes on in her life now i'm not it's not to say that like the characters are like extremely bad to her the characters are not cartoonish that's what makes this drama so amazing right the characters are not cartoonish in any way however you can sense a little unfairness, right? You can sense there's no one to talk up to her because, I mean, think about it. In that world, young ones don't just talk up and defend themselves. No, usually they have adults to, like, tell, you know, the dad that, oh, no, like, my, my daughter didn't do this. Like, Rulan and Mulan have their parents to kind of cry to their dad. What was crying for, for Milan, right? And she was, she's kind of forgotten that sense, right? And so it, it's a little unfair to her that she has no one on her side. That there's that sense of like unfairness to it and it's not because people want to be mean to her yes i know okay maybe shang mulan's mom the concubine's mom did go out of her way to kind of be mean to milan's mom but it wasn't even to milan herself it was more of like the fact that shang mulan's mo- mom the concubine kind of could understand that she was a concubine and if she lost power she would suffer and so that's why she kind of did what she did, right? But really, no one was trying to actively, you know, attack her in any way. Like, in, in a lot of dramas, you see where one concubine is poisoning another concubine's daughter or something like that. In this drama, it doesn't happen like that. People are on their own. People are minding their business because their own business is the only thing that matters to them, right? The problem is that when they are fighting for favor, fighting for all these things, right? Oftentimes, the way their options the way how can i get the most benefit from this thing how can i get you know my husband and i'm talking about the cases of the of the wives right they are thinking how can i get the most from the husband how can i get the most from my kid the problem is then that because they are fighting so much for stuff right they kind of never leave anything for Milang. And that's again the problem of the fact that Milang has no one to fight for her. Right. And so yeah, there's this certain unfairness to it that goes on before she's adopted by a paternal grandmother. Right. Or goes to live with a paternal grandmother. And even during, you know, the time when she's, you know, with a paternal grandmother. And I mean we get we have to thank God for a paternal grandma because without the matriarch, oh my God, she would have suffered a lot more. Um, and this is even with the fact that Milang is trying to lower herself. And you know people do that, right? They always talk about, there's this book that is very popular. And one of the things it says, um, because it's a book about, you know, how to succeed. And one of the things they say, like one of the very first things it says is that, you know, you sh- you never outwit the master kind of thing. Because once you do, you are a target, Right, and so you better have a good enough backing if you're going to outfit the master. Right, but the idea is that you don't want to do that because he puts a target on your back. I mean, Lang understands this, so she's always acting stupid, right? And there's a sense of it's it's very sad to someone that smart having to act that dumb, but I think it protected her 
all through her younger years, you know. And it was a good idea. And that's one of the things I liked about Milang. She's just a very, very, very smart character, right? She's so smart and she knows how to survive. When you talk about someone having EQ, she has a super high EQ. She understands her place and she can read a room well, right? She understands what she should do and what she should not do, right? So that's one thing that made this drama super, super good to me. Like, the story is so well written, right that like i had nothing bad to say about it and then moving on to another thing i really liked about this drama and it's something i've already talked about is the characters like i mentioned the characters in this drama are not cartoonish in any way right they are really well written everybody's well written everybody i could understand their point of view even though they were like not the main lead right they were not main lang i still understood where they were coming from most of the time so in a sense i could never hate any character really every character was justifiable in their actions for that time period and i have to say i really like how you know the writer of this drama or the writer of the book that was adapted to this drama you know i think the person really thought about each character right so what i mean is for example um the character of sheng rulan right she's the daughter of the main wife roland is kind of stupid not stupid but she's she's she gives you that vibe of like she has no care in the world her mom has to like basically do everything for her she's kind of spoiled right and she's not like she's not shrewd in any way right and it's very interesting because i think that's a very good like characterization of her because again she's the daughter of the main wife she has nothing to worry about right she doesn't have to scheme with anybody her, her mom comes from a powerful family so she will always have a good backing and so she's grown up to be kind of kind of a dit, right kind of kind of um unfortunately for her mom you know because her mom would probably prefer her to be more like more of a schemer right but she isn't um but again i think that was such a good writing for her because yeah she doesn't really need to be a bad person and in a sense she's very different from her concubine born sister sheng mulan mulan is almost the opposite the fault and which is why in the book they fight every single moment in the drama they fight a lot but in the books like every time they see one another they are at each other's throats and mulan also makes sense the way she's written makes sense right she understands that even though all these things she has you know she's favored her mom is favored it's nice she could she could kind of tell that she's in a precarious situation the day her mom loses like favor or something she's done for she doesn't have that backing the way the main wife you know daughter does right she doesn't have what roland has and so she's kind of a schemer in that way but even though she's scheming she's never malicious either right she's she, they all do it in a very right way nobody's extremely mean or nobody's trying to poison one another like on their food or anything um and so that's something that you know i really like the characters are well written same with the madame right the the main wife you could tell that she was like Roland when she was younger she did not expect her life to go the way you went in the sense that you know she has to fight for favor with the concubine and so in a way she's very proud she's very arrogant and sometimes she can never let things go she, she's petty in that way because she's like why do i have to go through all this do you know who my dad is or do you know who my parents were do you know what diary i brought to you do you know how, how my parents have helped you in your career kind of thing right and so she's always a little kind of pissed you know that the concubine is able to stand on the same ground as she does and then moving on, we also have, you know, Gutinier, who, I mean, I have to say that I was not a fan of. 
to begin with because even in the book because he just seemed to have a lot of baggage and a lot of the characters talk about this in the drama and i would if i was like an extra in the drama i would also be nodding my head like yeah yeah he, he has baggage like why would he be the choice of all this like he, he would never be the choice you know um he had a kid they had two kids at this point with the mistress and he was also supportive of the mistress you know even though he's you know the matriarch of his house has always been like she's like a wicked person she's a witch kind of thing and in those days having a husband that can see things clearly is very important and it seemed to me that Gutting here at the beginning could not see things right he was always on the side of his mistress even though she was a terrible person right and i was like oh god i don't want this have to be the person Milang marries. But then, you know, he, he grows to be a better person. He grows to be a good person. And he actually became the best option for Milang in the sense that Milang is the daughter of a concubine, while Gutiang is a Marquess. He has a title that he will inherit. Normally, a daughter of a concubine cannot marry somebody that high of a status right it doesn't matter like it it just doesn't happen and so i think one of the reasons why she was able to was because she had to compromise in the sense that okay already has kids right and so there's a sense that a lot of people don't want him anyways right and so you know she kind of they could model their way to how you know they got her into being his wife right and also because the king was kind of on their side at that point right it's not that it doesn't happen it's just really odd right and so you see that with the character of she hung who is my like my favorite character <laughs> unfortunately that he i feel bad that he did not get the girl but he is my favorite character she hung the duke's son right loves Minlang from the very beginning right he sees her i think in a way that a lot of who did not um and he was very taken aback like he he really really liked her but the problem is that and in the book they explain this a lot more but the problem is that he's too powerful he comes from a a really powerful family right his mom was a princess right and so he can't marry just anybody if he wanted yeah he could marry her as a concubine and that's what his mom suggests um but no he and, and that's one thing i like about him he understands how milan works and so he's like no he can't marry her as a concubine she won't like it right she, he's very keen on that right and so i i was really sad that he could not get the girl i was really sad that he kind of gave up on her or should i say he he did not see how much his actions came to hurt her because you know for him this is just one thing he doesn't have and and, and milang mentions this but for her it's almost a life-changing thing to go through that motion of can they get married or can they not get married right it's affecting her like her mental health <laughs> right in some way like people around her they are, like people are talking like so i understood why she was like yeah once he's he kind of disappointed her in that moment she was just like yeah no i'm never like i'm never going back to him again and milan is that kind of character that she can see herself clearly and she kind of knows what she wants in like she's never not sure about what she wants right and her falling in love with Shihang for a second there was just because of how good he was to her for, for the longest time right Since growing up right in the book it was for for a long period right and i was really sad because in the book i was i was really really rooting for him but honestly his character had to have a flaw right because he was almost too perfect he taking um the the first exam and this is me talking about the book really um he taken the first exam and passed i think it was the next one he failed and that's when you know they had that issue in their relationship but yeah he was almost so perfect he had no concubine to mention of came from a powerful family you know and you know he, he was perfect in every way but it wouldn't have worked for her because again he was too perfect right 
how is she as a concubine actually supposed to marry someone like that and it would be okay no she would have to fight like she has no backing the way everybody else in her family her sisters have right and so it would have been a problem even after she had married into the family she'll probably have not be able to like had a strong fold in that family because she just doesn't have that backing you know, I forgot to say, her mother-in-law would have been the princess, right? <laughs> like, it would not have worked. While Gutinier's family was, wasn't as perfect, but she would have been able to control such a family, right? And I think that's, uh, our, our decision to marry Gutinier was also pragmatic in a sense. Like, it was being, it was her being realistic. She'd gone through that, like, lovey-dovey moment with Shihen and actually kind of, you know, head in the stars kind of moment. But I think after a while, she got to the point where she realized no, like, it probably won't work for me, right? And so, the scene that really pained me a lot <laughs> in the drama was that scene where he passes, like, Sheyang passes his, you know, second exam. And, you know, at this point, the family had gone through everything, the, the rebellion and everything. And he goes to his mom and tells his mom, like, now you like you have to go and propose to her, you know, and get her to marry me. And his mom to agrees at that point, right? Everybody seems to be in one mind in that family at that point. You know, everything was ready, and then you know his mom goes, and they find out that oh, unfortunately she's been betrothed to good thing here. And there's just that sadness I felt in that moment because I was like, oh my god! I mean, he was literally in tears in that moment. And he was telling his mom, right, because he was. He was so happy about this and he could yeah, you know, you know, cut corners and gotten uh Milan to agree to marry him at that point. And so it, it was really, really kind of sad, but he was my favorite of all the characters for a bunch of reasons because he was genuinely a good guy for his time period. Genuinely a good guy. Um, only had eyes for her throughout the whole thing. Even Gutinia did not have eyes for her throughout the whole thing, right? He had eyes for his mistress first. <laughs> so, you know, but realistically, that character would not have existed in that time period. Um, he was just so perfect that he just had to remain perfect. And I guess it's one of those things where you see he's the viewer's, you know, person. Like, he's the viewer's favorite. So, you know, Gutinia can be Milan's favorite, while Shinya can be us, the viewer's favorite. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about the characters of this drama. All well-written. Everybody just made... Even the dad made sense. <laughs> right that also made sense like everybody just made sense is that yeah dad was weak and everything but again no one was caricature everybody just just had good writing to them right and so yeah that that's the only characters for me and so yeah those are the things i would say that made this drama really like worth it for me right it's the reason why i would give this drama a high rating i think i have it at like a like a nine or 9.5 on my drama list on my rating um profile because it's just so good and it's even better if you've read the book right and so yeah i I do recommend this drama to everybody please check it out it's so well written that i don't think i've seen a drama that's this good you know maybe sword and brocade but honestly this drama is is it right story of milan is it's just so well written so well written so if you've not seen this do check it out um so yeah that is the end of this review thank you guys so much for listening if you have any questions or comments for me you can reach me at reddit at you slash dramasology thank you guys so much for listening have a nice day bye